Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan, your faithful as ever host, and I'm joined by our formidable guest, David Jeffrey. David, welcome back to the podcast today. Hey, good morning, Brendan. Morning, Uh, everybody. Who's ever listening? David, today is election day. It's November 3rd. Um, Who'd you vote for? Who'd you vote? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not talk about that. (laughs) But I'm. I got to tell you, you, I don't care how anybody votes. I got to tell you, <laughs> I love people. You know, people may have made their minds up mostly. Uh-huh. And hey, God's got this whole thing. We'll see how it all turns out, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I actually, on, in, on personal conversation levels, I wish that I could more freely ask people who they voted for. And I wish that they, I could guarantee that they would feel safe talking to me about it because I really would like to talk to people who vote differently than me and learn from them about their perspectives on things. Like, that would be really cool but it's so touchy. I really bring it up. And, and right now, maybe a little bit because it's coming, you know, with the election and the results and everything. But you know what? I think that again, there's going to be opportunity no matter what happens for conversations to be had, yeah. debate to be, had. you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see how it all goes, man. We'll figure it out. Are you, have you already voted by this time or are you, by Tuesday or are you going to vote in person today? I am voting in person. Sweet. Well, I'm so glad that you're going out to vote. Everybody, if you haven't already, make plans to vote, not because you're owned by the system or by your party, but because you're not, because you belong to the kingdom of God. And uh, we need people to be participating in the world actively who are not owned by the world and who can uh, speak into it uh, because of their convictions that are beyond our partisan systems. So get out there, make a plan to vote today if you haven't already. Um, With that, Today, we're going to be reading a psalm, Psalm 78, verses 1 through 7. And uh, David, do you have your Bible open that you would want to read this one for us? Yeah, I do. But, you know, I've got a, uh, an older edition here. That's fine. It doesn't have to be my translation. Okay. Yes, I do. One, Paul, psalm 78, 1 through 7. Okay. Got it. You want me to read it? Yeah, please. All right. Psalm 78, a mascal of Asaph. O my people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from of old. What we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell the next generation. The praiseworthy, we will tell the, the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children so the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. Okay, so David, what's, uh, is there a word or phrase that stands out to you in this passage? What really stands out for me, and I guess because, you know, I have uh, 
an affinity, you know, of Sunday school teaching over all the years. It used mm -hmm. to be high school kids that I, I taught for many years in Cincinnati till I came up here and kind of stuck a fork in it here at Victory Point in uh -huh. this area. And um, so, you know, I, I really, what stood out for me was, you know, the children and the, and the importance of telling the stories because, you know, really it's kind of like how important history is that, that these events, these conversations, these covenants, these prophecies, you know, these, um, you know, they happened, that they happened. And, and I think that, you know, for me, what stands out is we've got to do, what I'm hearing is we've got to serve our kids to the best of our abilities in order for them to serve their children and their children. And, but what I was kind of like happy about was just thinking about that, when you think about all the things that have changed and everything that everybody's forgotten and everybody who was important that have been forgotten yet, yet this conversation of the Bible of Jesus, you know, of Jesus coming his life. It's just, it's, it's still so fully here, mm -hmm. no matter how much it's being deteriorated, diminished in schools, et cetera, et cetera. And again, I don't want to get into a, but I'm just saying that, you know, the kids are important. And if we, lose <laughs> them, we, uh, you know, we could lose the story. Okay, so let me reflect back <laughs> what I'm hearing, what, what you're saying, because I think it's really cool. You're saying, when you read the Bible, there are so many people that are referenced, that are part of it, named, unnamed, <laughs> people who are mentioned, people who are not mentioned, you know. Um, and, you know, we could feel very distant from those individual people. You know, well, who is Joshua? Who is Moses to me? You know, these people are in a book somewhere. They lived a long time ago. What, what influence do they have today? But it comes alive as we pass it on from generation to generation. So, you know, we are constantly rebirthing, reminding people of the story. And uh, as we pass it on to children, it, it takes on new life and becomes something new and living and relevant. Um, versus just an old book sitting on a shelf. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying because I did it myself as a kid, you know, and growing up and, and kind of how I looked at the Old Testament, New Testament. I had it that the best part of the Bible and the words I liked were the New Testament. Everything else was just kind of like, oh, you know, complicated. Uh, I don't get it, you know, this ad, all the stories and everything. But, um, but there was a few mentors and spiritual leaders in my life that really brought to life really truly the experience of what was happening then and, and the, the dynamics, the political, the religious, that yeah. just everything that was happening and, and really just getting into it. And so for me, I see the real opportunity for me, this is just a little world I get to play in. And that is making these, the Bible and especially the prophecies and the prophets, not just some old stories, uh -huh. you know, that maybe we get something out of, maybe we don't, but Hey, you know, so for me, it's making it real and tie and connecting the dots to Jesus through it and then connecting the dots to, hey, our little lives right here. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it comes alive as as we dive into it and as it gets passed on. In order for it to pass on, we need people like you, David, who 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 have that same experience you did where you go, oh, this is alive to me as 
enough that I want to make sure that it's alive to the next generation. And if we don't, if we don't share it with our children, if we don't share it with the next generation, I mean, the gospel is always one generation away from perishing, right? Like the good news of Jesus and the good news of scripture is always one generation away from disappearing. It will not become, you know, it, it will not just uh, pass itself on. Like it needs to be embodied in people like you and me, which is why I think it's so important what you're doing with KidZone and uh, what you and Jill and the rest of the team are kind of crafting and, and making um, priorities around is to build a spiritual foundation for kids. You know, um, what is, what's, why did you start with children's ministry and why do you like, why are you so committed to it? Wow. I, uh, you know, it's interesting. One is I was kind of a natural uh, and acquired kind of a coach person. You know, I was an, I was an athlete most of my life and I, you know, I got to wrestle through college, uh, you know, through my junior year. I think everyone wrestles through college, but you mean the sport wrestling. Yeah, I actually was a sport. And then that kind of led to doing a lot of jujitsu and some karate and stuff like that. And, and so I, you know, I've always been an, uh, an athlete and so I have a natural coaching style. However, I also just from business, you know, as a, as I, as a leader in business, you know, I really saw myself as a coach mentor, a player coach a lot with my people and uh, the teams that I was on and stuff. So coaching is something that I trained toward, you know, leadership is something I trained toward, but go back in the day, I actually have a master's degree in audiology. I actually um, was a certified clinical audiologist getting in on the business side of it back when things were exploding in the technology, huh. but I spent most of my, my uh, senior and grad school working with kids that, you know, had some severe challenges in, in hearing and speech. And so those being in those moments with those in those rooms with those kids, it wasn't so much that they had an issue and I was there to solve a problem. What was there, man, the beauty of it was getting these kids to be absolutely okay, whole and complete, even though they had this, you know, like the story yeah. and the interpretation they had of themselves. And that was something that that I was able to subtly grow and learn and develop that, you know, has allowed me to have a connection with kids. That's, you know, pretty special. So, yeah. And then you out, by the way, so I moved up here, got off the radar, went through a divorce. And so I wasn't in Cincinnati anymore. So I wasn't teaching anymore. And I came in here and I was like, you know, I'm kind of done with all this. I'm just going to sit back and be in church. And you all said you were looking for people to assist. And Right then, God was just like immediately, you know, like a burning bush, but it was like, get your hand up, you know, go, go, go volunteer. So I did. And here we are five years later, man. That's, that's awesome. I, I love how you wove together some of your story and experience with kids. Um, there's that coaching impulse and teaching and training and wanting to um, improve, you know, uh, something, whether it's yourself or whether it's others. But then there's also the experience of being in rooms with kids where you're able to um, be a healing presence by helping them um, understand that they are whole and complete just as they are. They're completely loved just as they are. And um, that's healing for kids, right? And then yep. you bring that, you mix those things together 
with somebody who is just eager to serve and uh, makes themselves available to do it on a consistent basis. And um, you consistently invest in the lives of kids at Victory Point to remind them that because of God's love, they are complete and whole just the way they are. And, um, and that becomes, I mean, the idea that you're complete and whole and okay has a story behind it. Um, it's not just a static, um, you know, just not just a static statement. You don't just walk up to somebody and say, you're complete and whole, you know, there's a story of redemption in behind that statement of, of there was some kind of, you know, they're made in God's image and something was broken and yet God's love comes in and heals and that you are there to witness to God's love as a healing agent. It's not just a static you're okay, but you are, you are okay. And you're becoming okay because of God's love. And so I think there's, there's something to that in, in relation to the story in Psalm 78, where as we pass, you know, we pass the story on to your children, but these works of God are not just static, you know, words on a page that you just pass on and you go, here's the book that you're supposed to read. You know, here's the words that you're supposed to follow. Yeah. This is a story yeah. of God's redemption that, that meets them where they're at and heals them. Right. So like they need to know something because the children, next generation needs to be healed in some way. And we pass on the, uh, the stories of God as almost like medicine, like, uh, you know, audiology equipment <laughs> that, that heals kids and, and, uh, it reminds them that they're whole. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that perfect, complete, and whole, it really is an interesting distinction. But again, what you see is, especially with the kids this last week, you know, we've been talking about prayer, which has been really great. It's really made, really dwell in what is prayer? Why do we pray? Yeah. When do we pray? What do we pray for? You know, I mean, it really got some engaging conversations with the kids. And we do talk about this, this complete and whole, but it starts with the hand, which you have praise God. You know, okay, so you're sticking up your, th you're sticking up your thumb, you're pointing out your finger. Yeah. Going through each finger. Yeah. Confess your sins, you know, thank God for just anything and everything. Pray for others, pray for yourself and close with the name of Jesus. You that's know, awesome. we all the kids doing it. And, uh, and, and that's how you get to be. That's how, that's what it is. That's what it is to experience perfection, completeness and wholeness mm -hmm. is that simply you can yeah. be. That. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, everybody, thank you for listening today. Um, as you go on throughout the day, just um, remember that the gospel that you know that has become part of your life is something that had to be passed on to you. We didn't just come across it by ourselves. This is something that was passed on from generation to generation to generation to generation for literally 2,000 years people have been passing on this story and that's why it's alive for us today. That's the gift that we have. And so it behooves us. It's part of our responsibility to be people who pass that same story on to new people to embody it in new ways. So with that, everybody go in peace, have a great rest of your day. Happy November 3rd. We'll be with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. 
let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.